Welcome back. My name is Dr. Selena. If you have joined us since the beginning, a very short time ago, thank you. I was describing for someone recently that I felt like I'm just beginning to get my podcast legs, kind of like sea legs, under me. Anyone who takes on a new challenge, venture, learning opportunity, you know what that is like. Even though this is what I do, research, think, talk, listen about life and organizations and how we navigate that, this is definitely a new format to do that in. If you are new, welcome. This podcast is all things about the changing organization and how we navigate it, how we manage through this life of work as an individual, as a team, as an organization that wants to stay viable, profitable, or at least meeting our operating expenses, mission-fulfilled, goal-obtaining organization with and through our people. If you think about it, we spend most of our lives in and around and dependent on organizations, how we do this work together. We are likely born in, educated by, earn a living through, and cared for by a range of entities throughout our life. Groups, teams, some form of organization, of human effort has always been required. While accomplishing our goals through groups of people has always been around, so has our topic for today. Power. How we influence how we influence that group work, how we influence those resources in order to accomplish that goal. There are numerous ways to look at power, a wide range of situations and contexts individually through our communities as a society and as a world. Experts out there about how power is formed, shaped, and expressed have many things to teach us about society and systems, and yet today, for our purpose, we'll look specifically within the workplace. For us today, it is the ability to influence resources and in organizations that I want to focus on. Power is how you move resources, how you influence people and processes. There are many ways you can consider where power comes from in the workplace. Without a doubt, a lot comes from the relationship to the organization. In employment, there is an inherent amount of power a company has when they employ people. It is why, in many ways, we talk about employees being vulnerable populations. Because decisions made in companies every day have the power to impact people, their livelihoods, our communities. We see that as companies make decision about expansion, contraction, partnership, purchasing, location, investment, divestment, there is a tremendous impact on individuals and beyond. There is power from outside of you influencing you. That may be in decision-making and how resources regarding employment take shape. It might be because you're given a title or a certain amount of responsibility. We do have to pay attention, engage in dialogue within our societies, governments, and the world to determine best ways to regulate, support, grow economies, and give access to resources. 
However, where I want to focus is in-house, in the organization, on your team, in your department, on your shift, at your location. I believe there's something about becoming more aware of power distribution, the context, the role, the methods that help us determine our next steps on how to interact with it. In the workplace, one view of power is that it is granted from outside of you to you. This can come in that form of position, decision-making authority about how to distribute resources. Yeah, what about the inside out, your ability to generate power from within you, the choices you make, what you do and decide as a result of your relationship to your work, to your team, to your organizations? Two things I want you to consider today about power in to power out how you influence others and the situations around you. We could spend many episodes working through this topic, and we likely will. But let's take on a little bit for today. Number one, I want you to know the lay of the land. The lay of the land. If you were to draw a topographical map, what would that look like? By definition, this phrase refers to a general state or situation that you are in and knowing what it means. It doesn't mean that it's good for you or bad for you. That's something we'll apply later. It's that you know and then can make a decision, your best decision about how you interact with it, what you need to do to navigate it successfully, whatever that means for you. It may mean right now staying employed in order to earn a living and take care of your responsibilities. It might mean representing what is best for your team and advocating for them. It might mean for you right now, it's seeking growth and opportunity and pursuing a goal. To do this successfully, to do any of those successfully, you need to know where power or influence sits, where it resides on your map. You need to be able to read that map. And in organizations, power doesn't always have a title. It's always been about influence, knowing who, how, and what power in your organization stands for. You also need to read the timing and opportunity. Is this the right time and the right audience to make this request, offer an idea, or share an improvement? Not every moment is the right time to pursue an interest, an idea, or an ask. If you're paying attention, if you know the lay of your land, it may not always be the best time to act, but you have to act and you know it's the right thing to do. But if you know the lay of the land, you make a move being informed. Take a look around. Pay attention. Where does power sit within your organization? Is it by expertise? Is it by title? Is it by experience? Is it by charisma? Who are people drawn to and who has the influence in order to move resources around? Now, that is a combination of power, 
coming towards you by paying attention so that you can choose your best response, power in. Number two, I will always encourage you, though, to start where you can. Influence how you can in a way that represents you by the values you want to be known by. Hang around me for very long and you'll know that our family is a major sci-fi fan group. And in honor of the genre, I'll put it this way. I always want you using your power for good, not evil. I want you being known for good acts. I want you being known for hard work. I want you being known for holding on to what you value and your best self. I want you to take good care of yourself and the people around you. And by the way, being helpful is one of the best ways to earn power. Not take power, but earn it. And again, when you do it for good, not evil, it isn't manipulative. It's a way to build relationships through good will, good acts, because of how we take care of people around us. So let's go there. I believe secure leaders give power away. What do I mean by that? If you're confident in your leadership, if you're confident in your skills, your profession, the work you do, no matter what your title, if you're doing what you can do to take great care of people in order to drive results, results being whatever the purpose of your organization is, producing, serving, caring, if you are confident, secure, then it's time to give power away. Give it to your team. Give them the ability to drive, to ideate. It doesn't mean we don't have to put some controls in place to ensure the integrity of the process, but it does mean we delegate, teach, and empower. Secure leaders give power away. The opposite of that, insecure leaders hoard it. Insecure leaders don't trust, they don't share, they're not transparent, and their source of power comes in at the cost of out, of others. As professionals, I want us to know where we are at. I always want us to start where we can and give power away, lifting other people up so that they can do their best work. Here's the next challenge for today. The world, our organizations aren't full of people who want to do this in healthy ways, in ways that care for each other, that want each other to win. Human history is certainly full of examples of abuse of power, harm to people. So let's deal with what we can right now for this slice of time. Four points that I want to make today about people in organizations, whether that's workplaces, boards, committees, wherever you put groups of people together, where there is some formal type of role, responsibilities, and relationships. I want to offer a few things to think about. As we talk about leaders need to give power away, and even as an individual contributor, I need to know lay of the land so I can see almost from a bird's eye view where power is. Number one, people are motivated Those motivated by power will seek power wherever they can. Not everybody's motivated by it. Wouldn't that be a world, right? But people who are motivated and especially motivated for 
maybe not such good purposes, seek power where they can. I even see this happen without poor intentions. One example I see at work is there are times where people will grab power, influence, or control in one place when maybe another area of their life doesn't have any right now. Maybe they are lacking control at home, so they seek it at work. Maybe they lack control in part of their life, so they seek it somewhere else. This applies to boards and committees. Many times I'll get called into situations where we have a board member, a committee member, a leader, a team member who is not taking good care of other people, who seems to have control or power grab issues. And often they come across as controlling and manipulative and yet It's really about some sense that they are trying to get a hold of it because maybe it doesn't exist somewhere else. So what can we do? We can pay attention to motivations. It may be a sense of control or their need for owning something. And it's only those who are motivated to do it to control something maybe in a way because they feel out of control in something else. So not only do you, I want you to know the lay of your land and know where that power resides and choose to use your influence for good, not evil, but I want you to pay attention to how others use it as well. How might they choose to wield their influence? Because when you pay attention to that, you get to choose your response then over reaction. Next one, perception matters. I want to talk about threatened power for just a moment. Perception is how people filter information presented to them and make sense of it. Making sense of it comes from and through many things, experience, knowledge, emotion, and more. At work, it can be as simple as this. If you are friends with someone, and this applies, by the way, to other relationships, if you're related to them or in a relationship with them, and you are seen talking to them at work. Others may assume you're socializing and not talking about a project or some type of work that you're engaged in. I run into this with people who are in leadership roles who maybe have friendships that have stayed with them during different leadership moves or how people just perceive relationships and what that conversation or that action or that motive might be. When people who value power feel that that power is threatened, you need to be ready. Again, reading the lay of the land helps this, but you have to pay much attention. You have to be confident in who you are, what you stand for, and you have to decide how much you care about what others think. For me, there has been an amazing lesson of letting go of what other people think as I celebrated my 50th birthday this past year in the midst of a pandemic. But that also comes from a privileged perspective, especially now in my career with some experience, an extensive network, more stability than I've ever had. However, that wasn't always the case. When people feel threatened, 
maybe not intentionally or consciously, but when that experience or that expertise or whatever they were controlling was important to them and it's changed, a decision is made, reorganization happens, whatever that is, if it's threatened, they will respond. So being seasoned in my own work, having done this now for a long time, let me share with you a simple example from early in my career that I learned the lesson of perception and power. This should not have been a big deal, but what I learned was that it truly mattered when navigate when navigating power at work and perception. When I was in my late 20s, I had moved up in an organization pretty quickly. I had a strong mentor, opportunity, and I was in a place in life where I could put a lot of dedication and time into my work. Well, that wasn't so well received by several other more experienced people on my team. And in subtle and non-subtle ways, they let me know it. One day early into my new promotion, I walked into our shared administrative assistance office and looked up on the wall. There were mailboxes hung up with each team member's names noted. Our very caring and attentive administrative assistant saw me looking up and said, I put your name up there where there was an empty spot. I looked and my first thought was the right one. This is not going to go over well. Being new on my job and not sure how to speak up at that point, I said nothing. See, my new mailbox was second from the top underneath my senior vice presidents and higher than anybody else's on the team. It should not have mattered. In fact, if I was honest about it, it was too high for me to reach, actually, At five foot two, I should have had the lowest one. And since my boss was shorter than I was, this lineup was not logical. However, power, organizational politics, and perception are not often logical. Yet I knew the perception of being right under the vice president might come back to bite me, and it did. And it did not take long. A few hours later, I heard one of those coworkers, the one of them that was not so happy I'm their coworkers, go into the admin office, exclaim some version of what the, and stomp down my office. She came into my office and proceeded for whatever it felt like a very long time to ream me out about who I thought I was, what I thought I was doing, and I had better listen to those who had been around a lot longer than I have. She never said the word mailbox once. I learned a very valuable lesson that day. Know your gut, speak up and influence others humbly and positively. When power shifts, when there is threatened power, people respond, people react, and if they sense they are losing some form of control, it may come out in unpredictable ways. Threatened expertise also shows up as this. 
threatened experience is the one I just mentioned. If I was once, though, an expert, and it's important to me, that's a sense of power. When circumstances change, my power shifts. For example, if you get really good at something at work, a computer system, you have some expert knowledge in your field and what you do. Often I see this happen with computer software. If I've been working in a specific computer system for a long time, I know it. I know the workarounds. I know how to skip through screens. I know what fields I can do what to. Even if it's outdated, I'm still quicker. I still know things and I can teach others if I want to. Think about somebody on your team who has that sense of expertise, and it's important to them. They know things. If you shift that, if there's some sort of software update or systems change that now shifts me from an expert to a novice, I may feel threatened. Again, it's not everybody, but if it's important to me and the power shifts, I now feel in uh, unsteady or in uncertain territory. You may see this in yourself or others. You might see someone holding on, even clinging to something because they don't want to change. This resistance is still resistance, but you can help them through it to learn it and to encourage them that you're learning it together or that their experience or their expertise still matters, even if We're shifting it in a new direction. This can also go with hoarding information, those who control the information because it makes them feel more valuable. Wowza, I think we'll take that one on in a separate episode since there's a lot we can unpack with that one alone. Stay tuned for a future episode on that. Threatened experience, threatened expertise. One thing we also know is that when you shift somebody's perks or space can be another type of uh, ways we see how power moves. People may enjoy power through space or where their office is or where they're positioned in a building. Now, this did change some before COVID. Before COVID, this was really clear. Move someone from an office to a cubicle and you could vividly feel the shift. Take away a perk that gave them an edge, something different that they were valued for. If that sense of privilege through power was important to them, others may feel the ripple effect. Again, power is about influence, how we move resources. People can see influence in many ways. Today, think about lay of the land in your team, in your organization, where people sit in meetings where they spend time, who's listened to, who do we look for for decisions? Think about where you see examples of power in your team, who has the charisma, who has the style or the personality other people are drawn to, and they just listen to them differently. Maybe it's somebody who is the hub of a lot of activity and they hold lots of information that other people need. Today, think about how you can be more aware about how that power shifts around. 
We need influence to get things done. We need power in organizations to pursue a mission, vision, goals. It can be for very good things. We just have to use our power for good, not something else. We spend most of our lives in relationships to organizations. I started off this episode noting we're often born in, educated by, make a living with, or cared for by groups of people joined together. How we do this has an impact in so many ways. What I want us to think about today is how do we do this better? What's coming next for the Workplace Chameleon? It's been amazing to feel some creative juices flowing again, especially coming through 2020, which was a tough year to do much other than move through it. Some podcasts in this series are me. Some podcasts are with a co-host. We've had some different features when it's a podcast with a co-host, but we wanted to add in some additional ones when it's me here sharing ideas with you. Today, we're going to kick that off. So each episode with me there will be either a favorite quote, something I want to share with you, others that have shared something, been quoted on something, an idea to share that I'm going to honor them and, and share it with you and highlight something. Or I will share with you a mantra I use within my training, within my consulting, within my coaching, a phrase that I've developed over the years to capture an idea, something to support and encourage you. Today, If you'd like a mantra card, it's a four by six postcard designed with today's phrase, secure leaders give power away for free. Drop us an email at podcast at workplacechameleon.com and we will send you the mantra card for free and also include a vinyl Workplace Chameleon sticker, which has the cutest chameleon you'll ever see. Again, email us at podcast at workplacechameleon.com with your postal address and we'll mail one out. We will continue to do this again in the future with other mantra cards, other ways to encourage and motivate you to be your very best. It's our way of saying thanks for listening. Take care. We'll talk soon.